RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Episode 11. Writing for Star Trek is an exercise in agony. Circa 1967. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Hey, welcome back, Star Trek fans, background buffs, and Trekophiles. So glad you could be with us today as we peer once more into the unexplored depths of Gene Roddenberry's file cabinets. And today, how about this? How about a corporate document? Now, no, 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 I don't mean something really, really boring. This is really amazing. Actually, it's promotional. In the days when uh, individual series would hire PR firms, apparently in the first couple of seasons of, of the original series, uh, Desi Liu, for, on behalf of Star Trek, had hired McFadden, Strauss, Eddie, and Irwin Public Relations, located in L.A. and New York, to do sidebar features that would go out to the media. Um, we found one. It's not dated, but what's doubly cool is the subject is Gene Kuhn. Gene Kuhn being promoted, being promoted as in uh, featured in this. It's it's marked as exclusive to you and your city, and uh, it's great to hear anything in Gene Kuhn's voice since we have so little of him. Again, you can find this at Facebook.com/slash The Trek Files. Don't forget and follow along with us because the uh, well, well, let's look at the featured section of. Gene Kuhn getting to the gist of the issue, trying to keep Star Trek writers on the ball. Kuhn said he and executive producer Gene Roddenberry have created an extremely detailed writers and directors guide in which they have incorporated all the devices and techniques and gadgets and what is possible and what is not possible, which they give to all writers and directors. Quote, I don't know whether the writers don't read it or whether they don't understand it or what it is, but the first script from a writer, no matter how accomplished he is, becomes an exercise in agony. As a matter of fact, Kuhn continued, I have reached the point where I'm telling the writers this. I tell them specifically, when you sit down and you start to write, and if it's going good and you're having fun, forget it. It's all wrong. You just gotta agonize. <laughs> That's great. And of course... Uh, the writer of this piece from the PR firm that's meant for local media is quoting Gene Kuhn, talking about he and Gene Roddenberry putting together the Writer's Guide, which if you've been with us since the beginning, we talked about way back on our very first episode of The Trek Files. But here to talk about the ramifications of why this is a cool piece to come across is, once again, my old friend and colleague, and you know him from Mission Log Podcast, John Champion. Pleasure to be here, Larry. And yeah, this... I've never really seen an article like this because it's not a press release. It is something, as you said, intended as like a sidebar story that a paper or a magazine could just pick up and run. And it's light and it's fluffy and it's just a little filler about entertainment. But it's it's pre-written. This was right. ready it's just to as go. is, right? Yeah, just yeah. drop it in. Well, you know, I used to many years ago. I worked at I, I was around, and then I worked at small like small town weeklies, and you would get things in on slicks. You could, they were made where you could just cut it out and paste it onto your layout page back <laughs> in the cut and paste days. But that's exactly what this is. What's doubly cool though is that again, it's Gene Kuhn that we've yes. heard so little about from the first person, and and it's funny. 
You know, I love that because it, whether it's in Gene's, uh, Gene Kuhn's voice or this is written by the PR person, there's a collaboration there. And all these guys, Gene Roddenberry, Bob Justman, Gene Kuhn, we see it all the time in memos. They have this sense of humor. They are mm-hmm. having fun with what they're doing. Well, and I, again, there's never been a time, especially <laughs> around Hollywood, when publicists and promoters – did not take liberties with totally taking over the voice of someone and projecting a public persona. <laughs> no, never right? happens, never happens. But uh, Gene Kuhn wasn't an actor. He was just a writer-producer. And reading this, uh, I really think they kept to his voice. I think the punctuation is trying to keep up with the flow, his normal speaking rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has pauses. He has broken sentences. He changes thoughts. Um, he talks about the fan mail they've gotten in. In fact, I love... You know, again, back to the base. Nothing about Star Trek is new. The things that fans <laughs> and the the professionals who are running the shows and the fans who are watching and commenting and the world at large that's 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 watching the whole circus go by. Um, nothing is nothing is different than it was in the '60s. Gene talks about a letter, a letter, right? Paper, mm-hmm. pre-internet. I mean, the medium of delivery changes, but the intent is still the same. He says uh, – he's quoted in this ready-to-use story saying, a few weeks ago I received a letter from a fan who said, last week on your show it only took four blinks the transporters to transport these people. On all the other shows, it's been six. Have you improved the transporter? <laughs> and then his comeback quote on this is, they really keep us on the ball. Well, yeah. that's something that any Star Trek writer knows too well. That's something any any entertainment reporter who covers anything about yeah. Star Trek knows is has been there since day one, but this is this isn't dated again. Um, mm. But we know from Gene's term on the show, from mid season one to mid season two, that it's late sixty six, probably the bulk of sixty seven. So. Right. We can at least date it back to around 1967. And the thing that I like about this is that it, it really ties back to you know our very first discussion about that writer's director's guide because that whole thing was about believability. That whole thing was about trying to, to get the writers into the mindset of what makes Star Trek unique and how they should write for it. And now here's Gene Kuhn showing a little bit about how the sausage is made, saying, look, we got these scripts. Right. We go over them with a fine-toothed comb. He says toward the end, then I write a memo that's 23 or 24 pages single space Single spaced, long, right. And then that goes up the chain. And then Roddenberry, he says, then we submit the script to Roddenberry, who goes over it most meticulously. And through this agonizing process of involvement, we finally have a shooting script. On typewriters with carbon paper. Yes, yes, yes. So unless you're somebody who has Stephen Whitfield's book, The Making of Star Trek, you really don't know how TV is made. So this is a little glimpse into, you know, for that mid-60s audience, and particularly those scrambling for any shred of information they can get about Star Trek, this is how it's done. It's amazing because I I was very close to the to the writing and the rewrite process on the Berman era shows, Next Gen, Voyager, DS9, and and Enterprise, and many t- the idea that Bob Justman, as we've seen for years, Bob Justman's memos are legendary. Right. Scene yes. 23 made me want to go home and hurt my dog. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, know, right, yes. But his memos were long enough, but the fact that Gene – now, this information is that Gene would co- coagulate 
Bob Justman's and both the other Gene and his own, and they would wind up with even longer memos and then give that to the writer. What the modern shows would do, uh, you know, the pre-PDF writers of the 80s and 90s would just write, rewrite all over script pages. And the poor script typists, the, the script associates, would <laughs> have to hand, read handwrite. This whole thing about memos going around only went so far. I think back right. in the 60s, everything was much more memo-driven. Yes. And, yes. But my God, 23, 24 single-space pages. But yes. <laughs> but again, the meta of this is as a PR story written for local consumption to use as is, that's remarkably insightful. This is not a fluff piece. Yeah. They're actually yeah. communicating a lot of the process out to whatever local burg this was supposed to be you know, headed for, um, which is the other – aside from, oh, look, it's Gene Kuhn, and oh, look, he's talking about the process to show. Back up one more step and, and think uh, as much as we want to think how unsophisticated prior generations have been on media and especially entertainment media, um, this is really well written. Yeah, it, it's it is. It's the professionalism yeah. of the PR people. Now, now, there's something that I have to point out, which took both of us by surprise. We've both seen this uh, the, this stationery before with the, the black and white image of the Enterprise right. and the kind of blue streaky starscape behind kind it. Of. And I love that font that says Star Trek in color because it's not something they ever used mm-hmm. on the show or in any of the, the right, kind of professional products. It's just with the stationery and it's cool and it's retro looking, but it says Star Trek in color and then very conspicuously starring William Shatner and, <laughs> and drop down uh, two paragraphs, three paragraphs into this thing. Our captain, William Shatner is questioning him, and he's lying. They're talking about a, a, a scene in here. This is twice in this document that William Shatner is named, and nobody else is named other than Justman, Kuhn, and Roddenberry. Well, it's 1967. Everything going out also yeah. has got the subtext, the, the secondary uh, of, of spreading the show, spreading mm-hmm. the stars, getting awareness of the actors. Doesn't hurt that the uh, Emmy committees <laughs> are <laughs> right. seeing people's names over and over in other media, and if it, if the name is in the media, it can be clipped and put into the clip file and you know circle yeah. back around. Right, and and the title that quote that that is in our highlight section, the quote of the piece is writing for Star Trek is an exercise in agony, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We talk about how things never change. So many writers uh, who came with honors to the original series. And every incarnation since then don't always – can't always hack Star Trek because of yeah. the rules. Some, there have been wonderful writers, uh, Frank about Marco, who, who wrote Chain of Command about the torture. That script had to be repolished in-house. Nothing against him, nothing against other writers over mm-hmm. the years. They win awards everywhere else. But Star Trek is such a specialized bird that it really chewed up and spit some very good writers out. And by the yeah. same token, Star Trek writing was so heavily specialized, the reverse happened. Star Trek writers had to prove themselves when they when the shows would go down and they had to go get employment elsewhere. People said, yeah, but what have you done besides Star Trek? Yeah. It's amazing right. how right. – now, that again was before our current time <laughs> <laughs> of superheroes and genre ruling the airwaves. Yeah. So that is less – I hope that's lessened to some extent, but um, – uh, yeah, and, and uh, just again, having Gene Kuhn talking in what I think is pretty much his voice, mm-hmm. um, where he says you have to go through a postgraduate course in the techniques of running a starship, 
um, I, I, this is just a wonderful. This is a wonderful gem, yeah. and uh, I hope everybody appreciates it for for what uh, for what it is. Absolutely. All right, guys, if you want to check out more of this document and uh, learn more about the Trek files and see all the other documents that we have published, go to facebook.com slash the Trek files. Right. And I want to thank you again, John, for joining me on today's edition. My pleasure. I love doing the deep dive with you, Larry. Yes. The Trek files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. Additional production by Ken Ray. All documents are available at facebook.com slash the Trek files. For more great podcasts, check out podcast.roddenberry.com. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit me, Dr. Trek, and Portal 47 at larrynemachek.com. Podcast.roddenberry.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.